This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey guys, it's Alana here. Welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. We have a solo show for you today. It's just going to be me. I was listening to a book last night and was getting so many ideas, had to jot down some notes and just wanted to get some of my thoughts out there for you guys. So we're going to be talking about focus in prayer. This is a topic that does come up a decent amount in the podcast because it is such a universal struggle that we deal with. And I think one of the biggest reasons why getting distracted when we pray does become such a huge problem is because we don't talk about it too much. We like to, or maybe we don't even like to, but we tend to think that we're the only ones who are having issues in this area. And so when we do run into problems, staying focused, we think, oh no, what's wrong with me? We give up too easily, all of that. So before we dive in, to some of our content today. I want to let you guys know that we have a Patreon page now for our podcast. You can support the show for any monthly amount that you feel called to, and you're going to get access to tons of backlist episodes. So before Jamie and I started Praying Christian Women as a podcast, we had a separate podcast, still all about prayer, but different name, different branding, slightly different format. You're going to get all of those episodes when you join Patreon. So it's something like 70 or 80 more episodes. Plus, we'll be giving regular content to our patrons um, as we go forward from here, too. So to sign up, that's at patreon.com slash prayingchristianwomen. So based on my intro, you may have thought that last night I was reading some really deep book about prayer, and I wasn't. I was actually listening to an audiobook about productivity for business owners. This is kind of a niche that I uh, read a lot about because I'm always looking for ways to just develop better work habits so that I can write more, podcast more when I'm not doing work stuff so I can be less stressed and, you know, present with my family and have a balanced life. So I read a lot of books on productivity. Most of them are in the form of audiobooks. So what I was listening to last night is called The Deep Work of, um, sorry, just Deep Work by an author named Cal Newport. The subtitle is Rules for Focused Success in a Distracted World. So really, I picked up this book thinking that it was going to give me just some good tips for really buckling down, getting work done, getting less distracted while I worked. What I found last night, I'm over halfway into the book, but I found last night so many things that really translated into prayer and how to help us stay focused in our prayer lives, that I just got so excited to share some of the things with you, which is a big reason why we're doing this as a solo show today. I just wanted to get it out there as soon as I could while it's kind of fresh in my mind. I just felt very excited about some of the ideas that he shared. So one of the things that he talks about in deep work is this idea that to get into really deep work, a lot of artists, creatives, authors, scientists, 
in the past would really isolate themselves. So, you know, this is the story of some author who would, you know, go to a cabin in the woods for two weeks until they got their book done or, you know, lots of people do things like that. So it's free from distraction. It's out of their day-to-day -day routine. And it's the point is to just really focus on the work. And this resonated to me as an author because I write a lot, but I also do a lot of things like email and social media and those things, you know, if, if I let them would take over my entire day and wouldn't lead time for the actual writing. And so, like I said, this started out as just what I thought was going to be a good book about business tips, productivity tips, time management tips, but made so much sense when we're talking about staying focused in prayer. So one of the tips I gleaned, and these aren't going to be in any order other than just kind of the order that I remembered him talking about in these books um, or in his chapters. So one of the things that we can extrapolate is that if you really want to get focused in your prayer life, that sometimes it does help to go somewhere. You know, I don't know the exact science behind it, but devoting an hour to pray and journal and read your Bible in a coffee shop feels so much easier than doing that exact same thing at home. And I think it's just because at home there are so many distractions and there are so many things that you could do. I know, for example, sometimes you can actually end up with too much time on your hands. So my kids were going to go on this really fun homeschool field trip in the Valdez Harbor and do a day-long ferry trip. You get to see like puffins and glaciers and seals and all kinds of Alaskan wildlife. But I get nervous with my kids around water and I knew it wouldn't be like peaceful or relaxing for me because I'd be you know, on edge the whole time. And so my husband took them, which gave me the entire day. I think they had to leave at like six in the morning and weren't getting back, you know, till, I don't know, seven or eight at night. So it was my first time having that big of a chunk of time to myself. And my thought was, oh, look at all the writing I can get done. And it turned out it was actually harder to focus just because I knew I did have so much time. So in addition to the distractions that you have at home, sometimes it's nice to just get out because, for example, if you go to a coffee shop or something to pray and you know you're only going to be there an hour, you're going to make the most of that hour. Do you know what I mean? Whereas if you set aside a whole day and you're like, I'm just going to pray today and you don't really know where to start or maybe you think, well, I could do this, but actually I have all day to do this. So one of the suggestions is sometimes it might be nice to get out for a little bit and go pray. It doesn't have to be a coffee shop. Most churches, I feel, if you can you know, schedule a time when someone's already there so you don't have to worry about calling someone out to open the door for you or something, like your church might be totally open if you just say, hey, can I come over and, and pray for an hour here or, um, you know, wherever it is, if you or mall walking or something like that, turn that time into prayer because sometimes getting away from the distractions can really, really help. This is also, this would be a good plug for things like, you know, prayer retreats or something with your church. So that was one of the things that stood out to me and one of the tips just in terms of getting away from your typical schedule in order to focus on the deep work of prayer and to be physically removed from these distractions. So that's kind of tip number one. Another thing that he talked about in the book Deep Work is managing things like your email, your internet use, your social media, managing them well. Because I think 
if you are a smartphone user, a Facebook user, someone who's constantly checking email, you know that this can turn into an addictive kind of behavior so that you know, you're constantly refreshing to see if something new is showing up or, you know, constantly reloading that news page to see if there's a new headline. Or, you know, any time that you just have a spare two minutes, well, two minutes is too long to just do nothing. So you pull out your phone or, you know, I know for me, Facebook can turn into a really big time suck from my end. So things like that. So I really liked what he had to say in his book, how it doesn't mean that we just totally get rid of all these things. Now, some people might be called to do that, you know, permanently or for a season, but sometimes we just need to be wise in how we do it. So one of the things that I remember doing, which really I am feeling convicted that I should make kind of another goal again, is, um, well, back several years ago, our church was doing a challenge where everyone was going to read the Bible in a nine-month period. We had, you know, like a reading schedule to follow and stuff like that. And so in order to not fall behind, I made myself kind of a rule. I just said I would not check my email or any social media until I had done my Bible reading for the day. And it turned into just a really nice way to not wake up and grab my phone and jump right into what's going on in the world sort of thing, and to really prioritize that time with the Lord. So having different rules or boundaries regarding your internet use, social media, entertainment, those kinds of things can be a really good benefit. And it doesn't mean that you have to throw out the other stuff. You know, like I know there are some Christian fiction readers who sometimes feel guilty that they're reading novels when, well, shouldn't they be reading their Bible? My thought is, well, yeah, read your Bible and read the novels too. So we don't have to go, you know, to crazy extremes. But these are some ways that we can help ourselves to not constantly need, you know, this extra stimulation that comes when we're always plugged in online. And that ties into another concept in this book, and that is to just embrace the idea of being bored sometimes. So, you know, he used the example, you're waiting in line at the grocery store. And how many of us can't even wait five minutes in the grocery store without pulling out our phones? Now, is that wrong or sinful? No, it's not. But could that time be better used for other things? Yeah, it probably could. Not only, you know, you could always say, well, yeah, if you're going to wait in the, in the line, go ahead and pray for the people you see or something like that. That's a better use of time. But it's not just the use of time. I feel like it's also the mental acuity that you gain from not constantly needing extra stimulus. So, for example, the times that I do really well, um, like with my Facebook and my email, when I'm doing really well, I just check both of them once a day and I make that, you know, my rule. And I'm not saying I do this all the time um, because today it's midway through the day. I've probably checked both 50 times, not exaggerating. So I'm not saying I do this really well all the time, but I do know the times that I am doing it well, I have so much more free space in my head. So it's not even so much the time you free up because honestly, five minutes is just five minutes, you know, but knowing that each time, you know, you're refreshing a page, you're going onto social media, you're kind of training your brain to be distracted. And that can be hard so that when you do go to pray, you're just kind of constantly used to having really fast, loud, noisy input. 
from, you know, your smartphone or your Facebook accounts or whatever. So not doing those things, it doesn't just save you time in the moment, but it really frees up your brain to not constantly need that input. And so that's the concept he had about just embracing boredom. Sometimes it's okay to be bored. And I know as an author, sometimes my ideas come when I'm just out walking. My ideas rarely come when I'm, they really never come when I'm actually doing work. You know, the ideas come when I have free space in my head to just be thinking. And I feel like it's the same with prayer. If God has something to tell you or something to put on your heart and you're constantly being barraged by mental stimuli from outside, it's going to be a lot harder for him to get through to you. Not that he can't, it just makes it harder. And I've used the excuse before, so I'm guessing that some of you have too. Well, social media helps me know how to pray because, you know, maybe you follow certain accounts. Like I know Voice of the Martyrs has a Twitter account and they'll post prayer requests or, you know, maybe you just want to be praying for the people that come across your newsfeed. I think that's great. But often, more often than not, when I try to do it like that, I know it's a cheat. So I'll be like, well, I'm just going to go to Facebook to remind me of what I should be praying for. And then half a second in, I'm just, you know, looking at cat videos and not that cat videos are bad, but you know, it's not what I was trying to do. Do you know what I mean? So Let's be gentle with ourselves. I don't feel like we need to swear off anything, you know, technology related. If we did that, this podcast would not exist and we wouldn't be able to communicate like we are. But just, you know, to have some guidelines in place, maybe on weekends you you don't do it. Maybe you don't look up anything on your phone until after you've had your morning quiet time. You know, there are certain ways that we can have the best of both worlds and not be training our brains to need that constant stimulus because that's what can be problematic when we want to have really sustained time in prayer is just our brains aren't used to focusing on one topic for that long. And that kind of leads us into this next section. So Cal Newport, the author of Deep Work, has a um, procedure that he calls productive meditation. And I totally get that for some people meditation can be a loaded word. We're not talking about it in the, you know, like new agey sense. But his story is that he used to walk to work. It was about a mile. So, you know, 20 minutes, maybe less if you're going real fast. And what he would try to do is on his walk to work, he would think of one work-related problem and make that the focus of his attention for the entire walk. And he talks about how like it took dozens of times before he could stay on task mentally because our minds are so used to wandering, but you know, he just kept doing it. And I feel like that's what we talk a lot about in praying Christian women in terms of prayer. No, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to spend 20 minutes thinking about nothing, but this one thing you're praying for but the more you do focus on your prayers, the easier it's going to be to have prolonged times of prayer. And so this idea of deep work, which is what this, you know, the book that I'm talking about is called, and you know, the whole concept of the book is that deep mental work takes a lot of mental energy, and we need to be prepared for that. It's not something, just because it's mental and you don't see it happening, it doesn't mean that you can just snap your fingers and you know, think about one thing for 30 minutes or pray about one thing or even just pray for 30 minutes straight without being distracted. So what I liked about his talk about productive meditation is 
this concept that we've talked about here on the podcast too, as it relates to prayers, just be gentle with yourself because it is going to take time, but to still set some goals. So set a goal that, you know, maybe you have a 10 minute commute to work and you're going to set a goal to use that time to pray for your workday, the people you're going to see, the work you're going to do. On day one, maybe you're only going to spend 0.5% of that time in actual prayer. Most of us at that point, myself included, are going to give up and say, oh, I'm just not good at this. But if you persist in it, even if all you get up to is 10% of prayer, that is still great for preparing your day spiritually and mentally just for what you're going to be doing. So think about your own schedule. Think about times where you're not necessarily taking time out because it's something you're doing anyway, whether that's walking the dog or, you know, taking the kids to school or maybe it's, you know, a household chore like dishes or something. But think about where in your day you might have, even if it's just a five-minute window, you know, um, when my kids were little and I still had to brush their teeth, I would say a prayer for them as I was brushing each of their teeth. And, you know, it just kind of turned into a trigger. So you can set up your own prayer triggers which is something we actually talk a lot about in the Smash Your Prayer Blocks online prayer retreat, which is, I guess, what I'll go ahead and close off with. So like I said, and also like you may have noticed if you've been listening to the show for a while or have gone into the back episodes, focus is a huge problem in prayer, finding focus and fighting um, distractions is really hard. And so Jamie and I put together the online Smash Your Prayer Blocks prayer retreat, and it has short videos. They're usually in the five to 10 minute range, plus some exercises, plus some journaling kinds of things. They're all designed to help you just gain better focus, better clarity in your prayers. Um, at one point, we called this our prayer boot camp, and we, we ended up changing the name, but that's kind of the, the idea we went into it with, is that we need training. We need mental training in addition to the spiritual training. So you can sign up for that at prayingchristianwomen.com slash blocks. And also, if you are a Patreon supporter, you're at least at this point, I don't know how long we're going to keep it up, but you'll get a coupon to get a big discount on that. So if you wanted to support the show on Patreon, like I said earlier, you're going to get access to all these like 60 or 70 extra episodes, plus new audio things will be rolling out, plus a coupon to the online prayer retreat I just mentioned. And that's at patreon.com slash praying Christian women. So thank you so much for just being part of our audience. We have been so encouraged by the emails we've gotten. You can let us know your thoughts or any questions you have. You can submit questions if you have questions related to prayer that you want to show an episode about at prayingchristianwomen.com slash questions. And again, I just want to thank you so much for being here, for investing in your prayer life, and for being such an encouraging and inspirational community of listeners. So have a great day, and we'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to the Praying Christian Women podcast. If you're looking for more prayer resources, head on over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journaling to find out more about our new online course all about prayer journaling. The Praying Christian Women Podcast, changing the world one prayer at a time.